It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no, but angel hair pasta. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Brother, do you know 17 K's from Crossing Broad? Uh, I do not know him, no. Yeah, well, I know who he is. 17 K. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> anyway. It's always soccer in Philadelphia once again, everybody. I'm your host, Kevin Kincaid, joined by my main man, who, sir, Schmokalot. What's going on, Kev? It's Kareem Gabriel back with us. What's good? What's good, man? How you been? Yeah, I've been great. I've been great. You know, staying busy over at the uh, the uh, Inquirer. Um, mm-hmm. Loving the fact that my man, John Tannenwald, is holding it down for us in New Zealand right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of, uh, you know, doing whatever's left to kind of keep the soccer, you know, keep the soccer uh, excitement alive. It's, it's been a fun time to, uh, you know, be a part of that team and, uh, you know, see what's going on here in the city when it comes to soccer. Yeah, you deputize him for JT while he's out there. You were down. You were down at Subaru for the first league yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, I was down there for um for the first league's cup game against Tijuana. Um, honestly, you know, it's it was just we needed help. We had our um one of our uh, intern writers for the summer. She's phenomenal. This this, this woman named Satna Bansel. She actually was there covering the game. Did a phenomenal job at it. And I was just kind of there to make sure you know she if she had any questions to be answered. And honestly, I got a free. A free game out of it, you know what I mean? It's good to be up in the press box and see some of those guys and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, you know, whatever soccer related, you know, I'm I'm holding it down until my man JT gets back. So, is it weird for you to go back down and sit in that press box after working for the team? Were you my boss? You weren't really my boss, right? You were just my. Editor. I wasn't. I'm, I've never been in all of these management positions I've had. I've never been anyone's boss, so no, I wasn't your boss. But I was just a freelancer, right? I was, yeah. I was a full time employee. So. Yeah, we worked alongside each other to create uh, uh, content for the union. I'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, 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 and it's you know what I wouldn't say it was it was surreal. It's just a lot of like new faces, right? And yeah. so, so for me, you know, I'm used to walking in and used to seeing, you know. You know, like your mug and you know uh Tanner Wald and and you know uh, uh a lot of different guys who I've seen in the past yeah and it was none of those oh well you know I saw uh Joe Tanzi and it was great to sketch up with Joe Joe's Tanzi's uh, always there yeah was the George there I think he was in Japan no, covering like yeah 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 not the George was covering like swimming in like Japan or something everybody's in Asia all of the union mainstays are in Asia for whatever I know Listen, man, get on it, man. Anytime you can get the Dunko Times to send you anywhere, that's you gotta you gotta count your <laughs> stars. Hey, I'm yeah, crossing. Bro- crossing Broad ain't sending me anywhere other than uh, like Atlantic City. I want to say I think that was the one uh, worldwide meeting where the big wigs from the UK came over, and they're like, "We're meeting in Atlantic City." <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Well, listen, that's like a running joke i'm like i'm like please whatever you do please send us i've done two company-wide meetings where the people from london come over and one was in red bank new jersey and the other one was yeah. atlantic city i'm like please just make the next one not in new jersey i will oh, go anywhere gosh. other than than new jersey you know? yeah i when i was at when i was at pw i'll never forget we held our company all staff meeting at trump national golf course and it was probably one of the most <laughs> surreal experiences 
<laughs> I've ever had in my entire life. It was a two-day event too, so I, I had to go back for the second day with the Trump National. And talk, talking about sticking out like a sore thumb. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Karif is an OG man. I mean, Karif was at the Daily News back in the day when the union started. And then he was uh, running digital for PhiladelphiaUnion.com. So you've seen a lot of union soccer. You've seen a lot of different stuff. Some crazy shit yeah. over the years. You've seen Open Cup. You've seen that dust storm though. Yeah, that's the one. That's crazy. Yeah, you've seen weather delays. You've seen all kinds of stuff. This is new. The League's Cup is new. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, like, I will say this. I, I was very skeptical of the tournament going into it because I'm like, who, like, this is just a money thing. You know, MLS, League MX wants the money. MLS wants the money. They want to combine yeah. forces. They want to do this big showcase. That's fine. I get it. I didn't really give a shit because I thought the tournament was unbalanced. I'm like, the union are going to get, what, like four straight home games here to start or whatever. Yeah. I, but I watched the I watched him beat Tijuana three to one. I watched him beat Carretero five to one. I was like, well, I'm entertained. This has been yeah. entertaining. I, I mean, so I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to watch it with an open mind and try to stay. Yeah. Interested. Not for nothing, man. Like I said, to, even to be there like live watching it to watch, you know, to watch those guys. I mean, they played that game as hard as they play any any like league game. You know what I yeah. mean? So I mean, no one was dogging it. Jim wasn't, it wasn't like Jim was putting in, you know, like union two players, like, like they want to win this thing. So, you know, I think with that, it brings along a rooting interest for sure. But, you know, I, I, I did agree with you initially. Like I just thought, Oh, here we go. Another tournament, another money grab in the summer of money grabs. If you're looking at yeah. you know, yeah. all of the soccer that's like going on right now. All the um, shit that they've made up every summer that we've been doing is the international champions cup. The like, remember that? Oh, no, remember yeah. the, uh, remember the, uh, what was it called? The world football challenge. The that world football challenge. <laughs> I mean, you talk about money grabs, bro. It was crazy, but no, this, the, the, the league's cup actually feels legit i've always honestly wanted to see how some of these mls teams do against Liga mx teams because you know there's always that like back and forth about like which league is the best you know the, the historic yeah. mexican league or you know you know mls that has you know just pumped out you know some some uh some really good um expansion teams year after year so i don't know i'm i have a I'm rooting interest just to see like honestly like which one's better but to me it's you know it just seems like a lot i, I was talking to tansy about this that tijuana game Union had already played 36 matches. Already played 36 matches. Is that insane, even, man? Yeah. That's insane. I mean, I mean, we're, and we're talking about we're not even, even close to October yet. And they've and they played close to 40 matches so far. So, you know, I don't even know how these guys can put up with the um, you know, with doing this game in and game out. It's it's just so much. It's just, you know, and credit to to the coaching staff figuring out how to rotate these players because I mean that's that's just a lot. That's just a lot of of soccer, you know, so soon. And we're talking about July too. Got to travel on. It's hot shit. Like it's, it just seems very in, in, intense for, for almost like no reason. But no, to your point, it's been very entertaining to watch, and I'm, I'm watching them. So because people say the same thing, like me and De George are the same. Me and De George kind of came from that like snarky, kind of sardonic, kind of you know, like you know, with the pithy jokes and stuff like that. And people think I'm some crank, like I'm some curmudgeon who hates fun or whatever. Like, no, I'm watching the games and I'm enjoying them and I want them to progress in this tournament. I mean, shit, you get a Champions League berth if you win the whole thing. I mean, you get a trophy. Like, I'm not not going to – see, because my thing is, like, I I don't – I came into this year saying, like, I think that they need to win another trophy. I I want this team – I want this era of union soccer, the best era in team history, to end with another trophy. Just so we can look back and say they did something other than the COVID shield, right? And again, that's right. not, not me disparaging the trophy that they won the first time. I think the supporter shield that they won during the pandemic was an achievement. 
I just think it was a different kind of achievement. And that's the way that I look at the League's Cup here. I don't put a lot of stock. I hate that it's like all the games are played here, right? But you can only play the teams that are in front of you. You can only play under the circumstances. I mean, this is what MLS and League MX gave you. So they're going to put you out there. You play what's in front of you. And if you win it, you win it. I'm not going to poo-poo it, but I will put asterisks on it. I don't think it's unfair to add those caveats to it, you know, because not a single game is going to be played in Mexico. Imagine if we did a League's Cup where the Union had to play every single game in Mexico. Yeah, no, it, you know it would be. It, it, yeah, it would be intense. You're right. I, I think from a, I think from a regard like it is, it is, it is their thing, and their thing being the league, and you know they want to pump it up and show it off. And, and like I said, it, it does give you a birth in the context. I, I was the same as you, man. I really thought that like here we go again with some of the cup that's just you know on top of more cups because I mean think about it. You 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 play an open cup. You're playing leagues cup. You're playing Champions League. You're playing the season. Yeah. Like at what point do you guys give to take a, a a breather and just say like this is too much, right? But yeah, you or, know, there's, there's... or do you say like does anybody give a shit about the actual league anymore because you're throwing a million things at them? You but, know? But, but but I mean, I guess the same could be said though for European soccer. I mean, look at how many tournaments those guys are over, over the course of a yeah, you know, August to whenever it, it ends May, um, you That's know, true. season. So I mean, I get it. Um, I think I think. The Leagues Cup has shown more merit and more value because the game has been really good. Um, well, the games for the Union have been really good anyway. Um, and, you know, it's it's been – the league has been pumping it up. So, obviously, they're, they're pumping a, a ton of marketing dollars into it. You know, the website for it's great. You can find any kind of stat that you need. And, you know, me selfishly yeah. as a media guy, like, I'm interested in that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's there's definitely an interest in it because the Union are doing so well. But it is definitely one of those tournaments where it's like, you know, it just feels like one of many over the course one of, of many. But here's of the a thing. very long season. You know what it reminds me of, man? Because you were sitting there with me in 2014 and, you know, 2015 or whenever the hell, right? And we watched yeah. like the Union get to the Open Cup final two times in a row. And, you know, that first year, maybe you remember better than I do, but they played Seattle, wasn't it? They well, they played Seattle, but in the lead up to it, they only played one road game. I think oh, they, played, right. yeah, they played yeah. FC Dallas on the road in the semis, right. and they beat then they beat them on penalties. And I remember that was huge at the time. But I think the first three games that they played at the Open Cup were at home. So yeah, yeah. they would have won a trophy, and yeah, it would have meant something. But you could have looked back and said, "Well, they won four home games." Yeah, you know, you know. So I, yeah. so I don't. I, I honestly, the League's Cup feels a lot like the U.S. Open Cup to me. Only you're replacing. The USL, you know, you're replacing like the Rochester Rhinos and the Harrisburg, whatever the fuck they're called now, the City Islanders, Penn FC, or whatever they are, they change their name to. But um, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's almost like it's the same kind of thing where you get like the MLS home teams are going to be favored a lot, but you're just swapping out the. I think there's more weight just because you're playing you're playing the MX though. I mean, yeah, yeah, like I, I I. FCT or Tijuana was Tijuana was a joke. I'm sorry, like they just were not a good team, um, and yeah. it was obvious. It was it was evident. But I mean, it still brought it still brought some star power. I mean, you you had you had you know Herrera coaching the team, which for me I was enamored by that. I'm like, holy crap! Like the best national team coaches coach club Tijuana. Let me go ahead and watch this real quick. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, yeah. I think there was there was there was intrigue enough both in that game and the game against uh, Quartaro where I thought like. Okay, like if, if they're really going to go after this and they're going to put forth, you know, their best eleven, it's worth rooting for and and I guess uh, getting into. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I Open Cup's always been different for me because I've been a, just been around soccer for as long as I have. 
that tournament matters more because I think it's like it really is the domestic version of the FA Cup for me. It's got and history like, too. It, it's and, got- yeah, it's just got so much like great history to it. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the players in it have just been like, you know, like legendary. So, you know, it's least Cup isn't there for me at all, but it's intriguing because of who we're playing and just the rivalry now of US Mexico has gone club, which I think is interesting. I think people are learning too that there are shitty teams in League MX because our exposure yeah. to because I, I would I would reckon that the average MLS fan or the average Union fan probably doesn't watch a lot of Mexican soccer outside of the Champions League. So yeah. they're used to seeing Tigres and Club America and Leon and all these bangers just you know just throttle MLS teams or or you know more so in the past than in the present. But like yeah, like some of these teams are shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> Tijuana was not a good team. Like I, I mean, I'm I'm not going to sit here and be the be the uh, dead horse, but like, the yeah. Union had no business even letting them score. They they had one player who was making smart diagonal runs, but Tijuana <laughs> couldn't even get him 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 the ball. And the one time he did score was off of like a ridiculous like you know just like crazy play in the box. So you know, I, it's it was it was evident that like when you do watch Mexican League club soccer, you're only seeing yeah like the top three, top four teams and. Everyone yeah. beneath there is definitely a lot of parody. Um, yeah, not sure. everybody is. As, yeah, not everybody is uh, is 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 Monterey. You know, it's, no, it's no. interesting to watch. I don't know if the average like Union fan, the average MLS fan, really like you know had a had a grasp of that. But the Union are through. They're in the round of thirty two, and they play DC United at home, yeah. and then they get the Red Bull NYC winner at, at home if they win that, and then they would play. Um, then the other the other quadrant is that the word I'm looking for the other quadrant of that bracket yeah, is, is Puma. pod I guess <laughs> yeah pod pod yeah yeah um, is uh, Pumas Queretaro Atlas and New England mm. Revolution I honestly would love to see them win two games and play Atlas again because those yeah. those champions did you watch those Champions League games earlier in the season I did yeah they're yeah. good they were yeah. like so, evenly matched man I wouldn't mind seeing yeah. round round three of um, Union and Atlas but if I had to guess my guess is that my prediction my official prediction for the show um is that the union play pumas in the round of what would that be the round of eight i believe yeah 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 it's interesting but like you said man i'm glad they're going for it because it's like what else are you going to do anyway you know, sit yeah. here for four weeks and dick around and and I, I, you know just train i yeah I, there's there's nothing there's there's no reason for for Jim and company to not go after that tournament as hard as possible for the implications for the incentives. I mean, obviously there's, there's whenever you add a cup to something, there's money, right. Involved. And these guys will all, you know, are all playing for that too. So there's just a, there's just a lot of reasons why you don't, you don't poo poo this one. And, um, you know, I think, I think the lineup that he brought out in the first game, um, you know, showed that like, yeah, we're going after this. We're going to, you know, we're going to play God's dog. We're going to play, right? we're going to play, you know, uh, uh, a lot of players at Carranza, yeah. yeah. Like we're going to play guys who, who you know, who will help us go after this game and secure a, a a win. And I think that that speaks volumes to to you know to them not pooing this this uh, league's cup. Which you know, honestly, if it's a free pass into the uh, into the Champions League, like why would you not go after something like that? So, did you um, did you go down to the Wrexham game? Nah, bro. No, nah, yeah. did you watch the series? Yeah. I watched a little bit of the series. Yeah. yeah, I saw them get. Did they play Arsenal? I think it was. And I saw them get. I they, played saw them Man, get you know, they played Man United it, on the. It was Man United. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I saw like the third. It was. Yeah. yeah, it was. That was rough. And honestly, when 
when I found out that like they were playing Union Two, I was gonna go, but ended up um, having to work back at home for something else. So I did. I did end up going. It just felt like, and I talked to one of our editors about this. It just felt like one of those games where it's like, hey, we're bringing this team to America <laughs> to promote the second season of this documentary that is taking the world by storm. Like it didn't feel like it didn't feel like anything that was like worth going. I mean, cool. Like here's this random team. From England that came out of nowhere. I'm sorry, from Wales that came out of nowhere. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like you know, they're they're, they're like the you know, I I just didn't care enough. And clearly, the union didn't either by proxy of putting out their their you know their USL two team or can, you know I mean yeah. so they yeah, kind of so, they kind of had to with the with the league's cup thing being yeah you know, no over, right. overlapping you know so but I will say I will say this though I appreciate. Rob McElhenney, you know, making sure that a game was played here in Philly, right? Because he could have gone after, you know, he could have ridden the wave of, of all of the hype and played as many big clubs as he could. And he chose to say, no, I want to play a game in my hometown. Yeah. Have my hometown. And they kept, their, they kept their commitment because they were because they were supposed to play here uh, two years ago, you know. And two years ago. Because of the pandemic. They they said, fuck it, we're, you know, going to yeah. go just play the Galaxy or something like that. So, yeah, it was good. That was, yeah. They they did some. Did you catch on to this? Like I don't I don't know how much you're aware of like MLS Twitter arguing or whatever. But there was like this kind of fake narrative, like dumb storyline going around. Like they were saying, well, you know, people are going to wake up at eight in the morning on Saturday to watch fifth tier Wrexham, you know, on ESPN, or the or ESPN will put on like fifth tier, you know, English, yeah. you know, British soccer. But nobody gives a shit about the Philadelphia Union. I was like annoyed by that because I'm like, I don't think that like it's like That's a stupid. Out. This is a super yeah. unique scenario, man. I mean, as you're talking about two Hollywood superstars who like made a crazy investment in this. This is not your typical story, man. I mean, like, I don't no. even know how you compare those two things, you know? It's not. I mean, this is and don't get me wrong, I think only when I said that, like, you know, is they're totting around. I mean, they I believe all of that. Like, we were like, like this was a chance to promote the team and promote the sec, you know, the second season of the documentary. Like it and it it, it did that to a T. But what Rexon did is nothing short of like pretty fucking remarkable you know what i mean and mm-hmm. for for these two guys to you know you know throw their names in the ring become owners of this team you know provided with the resources that it it, it 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 needed to to move up that's awesome now do you parade that around the u.s for the entire summer i mean why but <laughs> you do if you're promoting a fucking documentary bro i mean i, I don't know i i think for me it's just like i i you know, Kevin, you know me. I'm I'm a purist, man. Like, I don't I don't I don't ride with the hype and Rexham just feels like hype to me. Yeah. But, but but I can't knock the fact that what these guys did was pretty incredible. And yeah, the fact that the the, the fact that, that that you know uh, Rob and, and Ryan put their heads together and said, No, we're gonna help this this random team, you know, do big things, that's awesome. Um and, and I think that, you know, having having American influence in European soccer at any level is fantastic, especially from an, an ownership level, which, which is great. So. You know what my stance has always been on these things. Like I, I just find it kind of corny that people who have like never been, you know, to England would pick some English team and be like, "I'm Chelsea till I die." Yeah, motherfucker, you never even left New Jersey, you know. Yeah. But I try to like as I get older, I try to back off of it a little bit more and be like, "Look, man, if this is like." If somebody watched the Wrexham documentary just because it was like interesting or they knew Ryan Reynolds or Rob McElhenney or something like that, and it was 
and they were like intrigued and they said, Oh, I kind of like this story. I like this sport. Like, and they got into soccer that way. I got no, no problem with that. I would say, I asked Jim this question. We talked about this for a little bit the last time he was on, but if you yeah. gave me the, the option hypothetically of like, would I rather have like a Euro snob who likes soccer, but won't watch the union versus some like four for four dude who hates all soccer in general. Like I'm going to yeah. take the premier. I'm going to take the Arsenal fan who wakes up at seven o'clock to go to misconduct. To so if, if people got into soccer watching Wrexham, that's cool. I just, I just find it like kind of corny if you're waving your scarf around and be like, yeah, I'm Wrexham forever, you know? Yeah. I think, I think it's uh and I hear what you're saying and I kind of ride with it. I'm just, I'm old school, man. Like, so I, I and I always tell the story because it's so true. Like, like, like there wasn't there wasn't your pick of the litter for soccer teams when you and I were you know coming out and watching soccer. I remember we didn't have any. Pick. We had no pick. Yeah. Well, remember ESPN would only show two teams. They would only show Man United and whatever the fuck they were playing. Yeah. Or they'd show Chelsea and whatever the fuck Chelsea was playing. So you'd have so you'd have to pick between. I'm a Man U fan because yeah. I started watching these guys in you know ninety six ninety seven when they were hot ninety nine they were in the fucking trouble and I'm like. Oh my God, this is my squad, right? So yeah. I kind of equate that to now, where like if you were just a a a, a you know a passerby, you started watching Welcome to Rexham, you fall in love with this team, and they're making a U.S. tour. Yeah, you're gonna ride with them because it's like the first thing that you saw that made That's you cool. like enamored with with soccer, right? Yeah. So I know I I don't I I don't knock that as much. I'm all for fandom of the sport. So however you weave your way into it, it's great. Yeah, you but need I, to say with that, man. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't like other people who like can't kick a soccer ball, but want to tell you everything like there is to know about soccer. It's like, come on, bro! Like, I don't have to like, like you, you know what I mean? Like, or don't tell me that you know. I used to play it. I used to play high school JV, and now I'm a pro, and I can tell you every single position and why you should run the guys. Like, get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit, bro! Like, but you want to? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. Those are the fans that I can't ride with. But you want to talk to me about soccer all day? You have a carnal knowledge of the other sport. Yeah. Because you played it or you watch it, you understand it, or you you know, you you kind of mastered it in that way. Let's talk all day. But you can yeah. tell the fans who, who are like that. Fans who are like I I randomly talk so you know, Corey Furlan is a really good friend of mine. He was uh, you yeah. know, Sons of Ben originator and he's know, been Corey, on the show. he's been on the show a bunch. Yeah. He's the man. He will call me randomly and like we'll just talk soccer. And it's always a really good conversation because not only does he know the sport, but the man's played on a pretty high level. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like Mm-hmm. That's the kind of fan that you can kind of ride with, as opposed to ones who you know can't kick a soccer ball into a goal. No, no, it's just it's it's posers, man. You know, it's I mean, like I'm, I'm not going to name names or anything, but there are some people in the uh, not in the local media, but in the national media who should just stick to doing the interviewing and doing the quotes and stuff like that, and not necessarily try to tell us anything about the tactical side of the game. You know I mean? I'm not saying sure. I'm I'm not saying I'm the second coming of like. Ben Olson from Mechanicsburg or wherever the hell he's from, but like you, you know, what I'm saying it's like there's a clear. I think because I think the players look at the the people in the media and they look at fans too, and they say like, all right, like I can, you know, you can kind of. Oh, they know. Them. You can tell. You they can tell. Know. They know who's legit and who's not. Totally. You know, they you know totally there's and, there's layers to and, the game, you know, because it's funny when the football coaches talk to the media and they're like, "Well, you never played." Well, I mean, like other media, media looks at other media, and fans look at other fans. And say, okay, I know, like, right. who's, who's who did it and who didn't. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. And it's 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 so obvious. I mean, being on both sides, you know, now being back in on the media side, but but obviously working the PR side and being around players, yeah, it was it was pretty evident who they would 
prefer to talk to and who really just kind of got on their nerves, right? And it was usually the yeah. guys who you do, like, you know, I'm just going to call them. They were just like nerds, you know, and, and, and they were they were good at what they did. They were good at, you know, studying and doing the homework and doing the research. But when it came down to having a carnal knowledge of the game and, and being tactically aware, it, it wasn't it wasn't there. Like, sure, you watch a video and just picked up something up and came to a press conference with that, but you didn't really know what you're, you know, like, you know, like what you're seeing. So there's, there's a lot of uh, a lot of that, I think, you know, from both the fan side and you're right and a media side that. You know, some guys ride with and some guys don't. You had good conversations or did you have like regular conversation with the players back when you were working for the team of like, you know, hey, I I prefer to talk to this person or I want to talk about this or like I'm wary of doing this or not that like how 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 media and fan like aware were they? Yeah, no, I think that there were so a lot you'd be surprised at the guys who who read almost everything and the guys who could care less, right? Like I'll give you an example. Uh uh and this is going way back, but Danny Caleb read everything, right? Mm-hmm. And Danny Caleb knew that, like, and I guess because being the captain, he always wanted to be in the know, but there were certain guys he didn't want to talk to and certain guys that if you said, hey, this guy was coming to talk to you, sure, you know, let him in. Uh, I'm trying to think of the same way. Uh, there was a, there was a bunch of them, but here was the trigger, man. It was like the, 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 the tell is when somebody comes up to you and says, I don't read anything. Right. I mean, that means I read every single fucking thing. I read every single thing that you wrote. <laughs> Coaches too. Hackworth would pull that bullshit, and I'm like, Hack, you know, you read that story. That's why you don't want to talk to this guy. You know what I mean? So like, because Hack, they, Hack they would know. Hack, I would see Hack, and he'd be like, Hey, that was a good story you wrote the other day. Right. I'd be like, I thought you didn't read anything. I didn't read anything. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's so true. But it's you know, it's it's um, yes, I would say that that there were definitely guys who. Yeah. preferred certain media members over others um you know and 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 looking back at it now i, I think it, it just came down to a respect thing you know um yeah for yeah. a lot of these guys so yeah i do remember i'm not going to name names but i do remember a story where there was a group of guys who refused to talk to somebody in the locker room because they just thought that person was being too critical of them yeah yeah. yeah, it wasn't necessarily yeah. that they, at least from my understanding, it wasn't necessarily that they disputed this person's knowledge of the game or anything like that. But they just thought they were getting like a, like a uh, unfair shake from this person, right? So they were like, "We're not going to talk to this person anymore," you know. And that's that like, yeah. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. I'm sure the players are thinking it. You know, I'm, I, in a lot of ways, they're required to do it. But when we had those yeah. old school locker rooms, like, you know, they don't do locker room anymore. No, they don't. It's all mixed yeah. up now. It's all mixed. Yeah. Up. Well, yeah, you were there not long ago, but yeah. uh, the the the. Uh, it's you know what it's a different group. Like that's one thing that I, I noticed with this group because you know I, I talked to I talked to Andre the other night and I talked to uh, a Carranza and these guys are like I mean you know Blake's old school but like Carranza like super affable guy you know what I mean like he he was he was boring to talk. They're just regular dudes. They're just like regular. Yeah, they're just they're just regular dudes and I think that like you know when you don't come into this with an ego um, or any kind of like you know heightened sense of awareness it makes the conversation better so it's up to the media member to also realize that too and to engage with that person in the right way to get obviously one the story that you want and two not to come off like a pompous asshole i mean it just it just it just comes down to no 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 people because people people, everybody's always like skeptical everybody like everybody looks at the media and their their first thought is like what does this person want from me i'm like bro like when i ask like how your family's doing like i seriously am just asking you how your family i'm not trying to get some fucking like story yeah. out of you it's just like hey what's up man i haven't seen you in a while you know so you know but it's hard for you know you got to drop your guard and you got to get to know these guys like we can i can never do that with the 
I could go off on a crazy tangent about all the Sixers shit, but like, when how am I ever going to like get breakthrough with Ben Simmons? You know, I can't even get close yeah. to the guy. You know, and he's like right. riding around in a Ferrari and dating a Kardashian anyway. You know, like, do you think yeah. Ray was Ray Gaddis doing that for the no. Philadelphia? No, no, <laughs> no. He was not. He was not. and that's and that's the difference yeah. I think between this team and a lot of the other major sports teams in the city. You mentioned it is the accessibility to these guys. And once you do have the access, you know, they're, they are willing to talk and they're willing to, to, to talk about, you know, pain points in the game or, or, yeah. you know, what they like and what they enjoy. And that, that's super helpful and, 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 uh, and uh, makes it easy for you to do your job or, you know, some other beats it's, 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 it isn't that easy and everything is a grind and everything is a push pull in terms of getting information. Um, I would say it, you know, the media, but the union, unfortunately, like they don't really have that power. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they got in between now and the last podcast that I did, they extended Ernst. Yeah. So they got that deal done. You said you had stuff to say about Ernst and Jim's extensions. I think that they're both good calls. I think that, and I can't speak for Jim's, uh, you know, uh, extension. I think that it's well deserved. And I'm super happy he's here. I mean, I didn't like that was going to happen anyway. I know that obviously he was being eyed for some other jobs, but I think always. You know, it was his goal to remain in Philadelphia. You know, he's got young kids who are in school here and uproot that life to, you know, perhaps go to Europe or, or perhaps go to Chicago to be with the national team. It just didn't seem like Jim, honestly. So I wasn't surprised by him getting an extension, and I'm glad he's staying. He's been yeah. by by far the the best manager that the team has had, that the club's had since in, in its inception. Um, and I would, I would argue that point with anyone. Um, do you know that – do you realize that – like discounting Connie Mack, he's Jim has like the second longest tenured coach, coach. Yeah, in Philadelphia since, since yeah. like 1950. That's insane. I, I can't insane. believe that nobody had a longer. I mean, Andy Reid was Andy Reid, right? So he like he's probably never going to be topped. But Shiro, Billy Cunningham, none of those guys were here as long as no. Jim. I think he passed them this year. And the crazy thing about Jim is that Jim worked his way up from the bottom. I mean, he, he literally is like, you know, you know, started from the bottom. Now I'm here. I mean, he was yeah. the he was the uh, academy assistant, then the academy head coach, assistant with the U, and now he's the head coach. He's been head coach now for like what five six years, and it's 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 been great to see because his progression truly is speaks to his level of you know like determination to this club and and, and like love for it. So you know, more power to him. What I'm talking about, though, is with Ernst is, you know, I think that the Ernst thing was an 11th hour move. You know, I was, I was, someone, and I never wrote this, but I was, someone brought to my attention that Ernst was actually um, taking interviews with the club in Germany. Hmm. And but whether or not that, you know, forced the union's hand or not, um, you know, or even being a rumor, it's definitely one of those things that I think, um, you know, definitely makes them, you know, raise an eyebrow. I mean, we had confirmation that he made that trip. Um, you know, what it was for, it was hard to get, but you know, and and all outward appearances from off the record conversations that I had had, like it was in So I think that those two put together, you know, have had the most success over the years. I mean, you could argue that they had some success when Ernie was here, but I think that Ernst is definitely you know, surpassed Ernie's level of, 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 of success with the club. And yeah. I think, I think it's great to continue um, what those two are looking to do. You know, what you know you, what the what Ernie, you, real quick, you know what the Ernie yeah. Stewart tenure was? The Ernie Stewart tenure was him coming in and saying, whoa, these guys don't have shit. 
Like, let me set a foundation here and like, let's act like a real team, you know, and like just button it up and do what we're supposed to do. And he, he turned them into a, like a legit professional organization. His sign, some of his signings left something to be desired, but he was like a bridge almost between the two eras. The two. Yeah, totally. Because if you think about it, like, yeah, there was a lot, I mean, you know, this. like, like their budget was a, a joke and, and, and what, what yeah. they were able to do with the money that like they had, people kind of forget too. Right. So now that you do have more of a cash infusion, you have, you know, minority owners stepping in and throwing their names into the pot. Like it's been able to, to really spur, um, you know, a, a, a product that everyone wants to come and see, you know, it's, <laughs> I'll put it this way. The, the marketing team doesn't have to work as nearly as hard as he did back in the day when I was there to, to kind of keep stuff, you know, going with this club. It's been, it's been, uh, yeah. you, you haven't had to shine the shit per se, um, to make it go. And, and I think like, that's a huge testament to your point for earning to, to bridge the gap, but to Ernst bringing in the right guys and Jim, you know, doing the homework and, you know, and, and putting a staff on them that can bring in the guys to, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, honestly, like, 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 where did, where did uh, Daniel Gazdag come from? Like, like, who would have thought, let me go, let me go grab yeah. this, like, Hungarian guy real quick who's going to come in and tear it up, you know? You know, you know. Like Kai Wagner. I, I ripped Kai Wagner signing. <laughs> people, remember when people were, were ripping the Carranza deal? They're like, in Miami, why are you bringing this guy in? I was not <laughs> excited about that. I'm like, okay, we're taking on somebody else's trash. We're in a bylaw right. on a, on a, a reclamation project, you know? Everyone thought that. Everyone thought that. And he, but here's, but, you know, here's, the, here's the thing, man. You bring Jim back. You bring Ernst back. Yeah. Does it matter if Jay is not going to spend more money? Because are they not still playing money ball and still relying on Ernst, like unearthing these ridiculous diamonds in the rough to, to be competitive? Like if, if he's if he's ever going to open the pocketbook, I don't know if he ever will. But like, I mean, the time is now. You know? I think, but I, I think, I think Ernst now has the cash now, or the cachet now to go and say, listen, I want player X. We need player X. He's going to be the guy that's going to be a game changer for us. Mm-hmm. And that maybe forces the hand a little bit. And again, we're not talking about single entity ownership anymore. I mean, you have, you have other dollars throwing, you know, throwing their hands in, into the pot to help out, you yeah. know, Sugarman here. So, you know, I, I think it's a situation where if the move is right and it, 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 it obviously, well, for the unit comes at value, but even, even if it doesn't come at value, if it's a guy that, that, that they know will help them win championships, I find it real hard in this second stint now with Ernst and obviously Jim being Jim and, you know, being yeah. for the long haul, I'm not getting what they want. I don't think he needs to, he's, he's proven now that, yeah, I can go out and find you the diamond in the rough. So let me get this bona fide player real quick so we can take this to, to, to the next level. And I find it real hard in this new era of the union for Sugarman to be like, nah, I, I, I can't ride with that. He can't have any, there, 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 there can be no inhibition. There is nothing more to prove. Like they played money ball and they, they've gotten, they won a trophy and they've gotten closer to more. They trophies. Were, yeah. They were a pounded kick away from being champions playing money ball. Right. I, so they were it's like Gareth Bale friggin' bullshit goal last minute goal right. from, from, from winning it all, you know? So, exactly. so some, but some people look at it and, and say like, well, it's proof that our cheap methods are working. We don't have to right. do anything. And then other people would look at it. A pragmatist would look at it and say, Hey, we're right the fuck there. Like that little bit of investment, like puts us over the top. You know what I'm saying? So I, I love the gym extension. Honest to God, man, like it's his family. Yeah, that's that's yeah. why he doesn't want to go anywhere. He's had offers to go overseas, but he's got young kids, man. He's he's always like in Sea Isle, 
on yeah. Instagram and like he grew up here and he lives. It's like, you got job security. I don't like, what are you going to up and move? your like three kids to wherever the fuck Queens park Rangers is West. London or something, you know? Yeah. And it's not even a big fish, small pond kind of a thing. Like, like you're right. Like he's, he's from here. Like, you know what I mean? He's established yeah. family's established. He's a winner here. Like, I don't know what, I don't know too many people who would give that up. You know what I mean? Obviously, yes, you want to go bigger and better and, and, and test your metal. But you don't do that when you're, you know, a forty something father of 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 like three or two or whatever. He's no, no, he, he goes over there. And he's got no guarantee of of anything. No guarantee. They have a poor right? start. He gets he gets sacked, and then he's like, what, moving his family back over here to to be the I don't know, like right to coach yeah. where to coach the Chicago Fire. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, no, he's, yeah, it's, he's, I wouldn't put my family to do that. You know, no, I wouldn't either. And I think it's a smart move because obviously this is a coach that. You know, I think what 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 like really works with Jin is he's he is as pissed as the fans are when the team sucks, and he is as excited as the fans are when the team's doing well. Yeah, and that that just that just plays well here, right? Like he wants to win, and he's working with the club to you know you know put assemble an an eleven that can go out and do that. I think though that there will be a a window where the proof will be in the pudding, and you're going to have. You're gonna have the restless natives again if he's not winning. You know, being like, all right, well, is this a good move or is this a good deal? But I think for now, like, there's not much that you can kind of hang your hat on. I mean, he's he's proven that, like, like you said before, even with playing Moneyball, I can bring in guys that'll that'll get us to where we need to be. Uh, two quick items here, and then we'll end on a union thought exercise. Um, cool. Number one, they loaned uh, Andres Perea to uh, New York City FC. I'm staring at my notes here, and I didn't write yep. everything down beyond On us. Tuesday, yep. $300,000 in GAM or something like that. Obviously, there's much more to the story because he was an acquisition in the offseason. He hasn't – he played a lot at the beginning of the year, and then he disappeared off the face of the earth like, like um, you know, a Peter Novak guy who ended up in the doghouse, you know, like he disappeared, yeah. like Porfirio Lopez. Porfirio Lopez. Just disappeared, you know what I mean? So obviously there's was something more to Juan that. Juan Diego Gonzalez? Was that Juan was Diego Gonzalez. Oh my God, Juan Diego Gonzalez. Uh, Chacho, Chacho, Chacho. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Some great names from back in the day, man. Yeah, um, throwback challenge right there. So there's something you know, more to that. I have no idea what, what the more is. If I was still on the beat, I would sniff it out, but now I'm a, you know. Yeah, no. no, that was one. That was one that I saw that I I really just saw as a transaction too. I didn't know much about it. I I do think that treating a guy, treating a guy in your own uh, division says a lot. I think that you. Well, they just loaned. Know, they just loaned him. Or, or sorry, loaned him. Yeah, yeah. loaned a guy in your division says says a lot. You either think one, you know, we don't really fear this guy, or two, he's not going to get playing time there anyway, so it's all good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think and they fear NYC. NYC. Yeah. No, and we get three hundred thousand dollars cash out of it, so it's a good deal to us. Um, so yeah, I don't know really know much about to this. get something for. Do you get three hundred k just for a loan? And they got they loaned Brandon Craig for like a hundred k too. So they get four hundred thousand dollars just in yeah. loaning dudes that they're going to get back. And like go develop, you develop our player. Cool. So yeah. like great so, moves, man. Those are great moves. It's a it's a great move, yeah. And, and I think it was, it's it's definitely what what needed to be done. I suppose you know you want to have another disgruntled guy in, on the bench or or a guy who's just. Merely a, a practice player that like you're paying or have someone else you know <laughs> pay for basically. So um, yeah, it's it's not a bad deal. They uh, item number two is they're reportedly close to signing uh, Ty Baribo. 
um, striker, not Haribo. That's they make the gummy bears. I think Haribo Which are delicious. By the way, yeah, have you have you ever had the the uh, the sour Haribos? They're delicious. Oh no, they the, they the truth. Yeah, they are. Man. The sour oh, yeah. are delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Better than what I'm drink. What I'm having now. I drink, I have a Bud Light lemonade strawberry. <laughs> you seen one of these things? I don't even know. That. I've never seen one of those. But you know what you could do? You could probably drop a couple of those. Uh, drop a couple of those sour Haribos in that in a glass. Sour Haribo and yeah. uh, go to town. Yeah, yeah. But no, these I are just the regular Bud Bud Light cans, not the Dylan Mulvaney ones, though. Just you know, we wouldn't want to wouldn't want to anger anybody. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I I remember I remember watching that and being like, "Is this what we really?" Upset about like like this really a thing that we're people are pulling out M16s and blasting, blasting you know cases for what Kid, Kid Rock is like shooting up the using his machine gun I, I don't fucking know I'm a moderate I'm like I'm just looking at all this I'm like this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen like, I don't I don't get it man I'm I'm you know I I don't understand when I was saying this to someone literally the other day I, was like, I don't get when we all just became like. Like, just like weird man about stuff like that. Like it's just like who cares? It's it's all the Twitter bullshit too, man, where everybody yeah. wants to yell at each other. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of daily interactions in the United States are like, Oh, what up, dude? You know? Yeah. Or let me hold exactly. the door for you, Wawa. And then we like amplify some I don't know, Bud Light. Yeah, and then those same two those same two dudes are actually going to going to town on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. X. You know, a few hours later, over over God knows what, because some yeah. bot some bot got him started. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. You by the way, this. by the way, you can follow Kareeth on X. Uh, it's yes, at, follow me on X. Please. It's at. <laughs> can't even fucking say yeah. it with a straight face. Elon it's Musk uh, at sports writer S P R T S W T R T R. Yeah, it's sports writer without any of the vowels. Follow Kareeth on. X, um, but yes, this guy. <laughs> I digress. This guy Ty Baribo, um, twenty-five years old from Israel. Uh, he started with Maccabee Petah Tikva. Tikva scored twenty-three goals in ninety-six appearances. Then he moved to Wolfsburger AC in the Austrian league, not Wolfsburg in Germany, but Wolfsburger in Austria. He scored twenty-eight goals in sixty-two. Appearances. He debuted for Israel, uh, the senior team in 2022. He's got eight appearances and three goals. So it looks like this guy can score some goals. Um, I just, I was saying on this podcast, the last like 10 of them that we've done, like, just please go get a, they, they need another striker because losing Corey Burke was a huge deal. So this guy looks legit. My only concern yeah. is that like the Austrian league kind of sucks ass. I, I watched Corey Burke score the worst hat trick on, on the planet. Uh, against like a lower division Austrian team, so I hope I hope he's he ends up being pretty good. But you know, in in earnest, we trust. You know, yeah, no, and 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 we trust. And again, I know the guy I know n- nothing about, but you know, I could have said the same thing for Julian Carranza, the same thing for Daniel Gazdag, and those guys have come in and lit yeah. up the league, right? So yeah. Jesus, you know, Bu- Jesus Bueno, who's turned a corner, you know, it's like yeah. right. So it's yeah. a situation of like I think I think you know. A guy comes here, he gets comfortable with the team, gets comfortable with the club, realizes that yes, I can I can hang with these guys and lights it up, you know, or he doesn't and you loan him out for three hundred thousand dollars, you know, something like that. So yeah. yeah. All right. Final um final thing today we'll end on an exercise because we always like to do an exercise on the program. I did a story for Crossing Broad because I can fucking do whatever I want for Crossing Broad and put union stuff on there whenever I want. Okay. Um 
I, you know, I had this thought. I'm like, you know, if you took every because this is the best team. Look, look I combined 22 and 2023 because it's the same starting eleven more. Yeah, this right? Yeah, right. They, they, yeah, you know, they they ran it back with the team. They play some three five two now, but you get the point. So I was like, you know, if you took like the best, if you put a best eleven together of dudes from 2010 to 2021 and had them play against this team, would they beat this team? And I was like, I don't know, man. I went through the whole process and like. So so I, I I went with a diamond for the new guys, Ur, Carranza, Gage Dog, Flock, Bedoya, Martinez, Wagner, Elliott, Glessis, and Baizo, Blake. And then I put together, mm-hmm. like, see, here's the thing. I didn't want people to get hung up on, like, the formation and the shape that I chose for the old school team because I just tried to fit the best 11 dudes. Yeah. Field, right? So this is what I came up with. Freed, Mondragon, and goal. Austin Trusty, left center back. Carlos Valdez, center center back. Yeah. Mark, Mark McKenzie, right center back. I got a double pivot at D-mid with Marisa Du and Vince Nogueira. Oh, Then I have a okay. crazy midfield line of four of Brendan Aronson, Tranquillo Barnetta, Boric Doshkal, and El Cino. And then I got Latou up top. Do you think that no. team could beat – do you think like that group, like all the best dudes from all the previous uni teams, do you think they could beat this team? That's a pretty tough lineup. I, I would say that'd be a game. Um, yeah, your, your, your weak side though, your weak side is, is probably the side going up against Mbizo because don't get me wrong. Mbizo can, can shut it down for large sections of the game, but when his head isn't in it, his head is not in it. And yeah. we, we saw that against Tijuana where, you know, Jim, Jim pulled him and then he didn't play yeah. against Kotaro. So it's, you know. Yeah. There's just there's there's I don't know I I think you got a great lineup there I'm surprised that no Aristegueta isn't in there or um, Connor Casey Casper yeah, Connor Casey yeah, yeah you could put so, a bunch of dudes but look here's the thing man it's like because uh, people were asking me like why didn't you put Ray Gaddis in there well if I put him in at at fullback you need another like fullback really because yeah. that's the weakness the Union have only had a couple like like two or three like serviceable left left fullbacks ever. Like Kai Wagner is so far and away the best fullback that they've ever had by on far. either side. By far, and so I just yeah. think the Union have had better center backs than outside backs. I mean, you could do something where you put Shane in over at right back and put Gaddis over at left back and dropped like Carlos Valdez and just got with Trusty and McKenzie. I mean, Trusty's playing friggin' championship now. He's playing for Arsenal in the preseason. Yeah. But I, I think that, like, honestly, like, I think this is like crazy to say, honestly, man, but like in their primes, or at their best, I think I would take Barnetta, Dogecal, and Ilcino over Gage Dog. Is that fucked up? Am I like, am I, because I, I don't know. I like Gage Dog, but just the way that they play, it's so direct, and he bangs in a bunch of penalties. It's just, I don't know. It's like, I don't I guess, know, man. I think he's just, he's got a better niche for the goal than Barnetta. I mean, don't get me wrong, Shaquille, you're right in this prime, was one of the best players, you know, in the, in the league. Yeah, I, he just, was I don't know. Here. He was really good here. I just, I don't, I don't know. Something about Gazdag though makes me excited. I I think because like if he's on the pitch, the way that he moves, even when he's come back to like receive a ball, like he just makes smart plays. It isn't about him like finishing. He actually knows how to like play the game of soccer. He's really got a well. good brain, man. He's got yeah, a he's got brain, a really yeah. good brain for for, yeah. for, for soccer. Yeah. So yeah. I I I don't know. I feel like yeah, in the prime versus this team, that's a match, bro. You got because you because 
You yeah. named some good players, but I don't. I don't know. I, 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 I don't I, think it's a blowout. <laughs> I honestly, and again, like I said, I didn't want people to focus too much on the shape or whatever. It's more of like the collection of talent. But yeah, I, like right. honestly, God, if you put these teams together on like a neutral field, I think that the, I think the current team wins like six out of ten, or is seven out of 10 or maybe, or like, you know, six out of 10 with a draw in, in there yeah. or, or two draws and five wins or something. But I just, I thought it was fascinating. Like I don't, this is the type of hypothetical shit that I love, love to do. You know, oh, it's, just it's like, so much fun. Yeah, this yeah. is what we talk about on sports talk radio, sports talk radio talked about the union, you know? Yeah, exactly. Versus exactly. like Jalen hurts. How many passes Jalen hurts completed in July, you know? So I got one for you. Carlos yeah. Ruiz or Daniel guys, you know, I didn't even mention Pescadito in the yeah. full friggin' story because he was here for like two seconds, but he was really good. <laughs> he lit it up. He lit it up in them two seconds too. And I mean, and, and he's the stalwart of, of the league. He's been around forever, right? Would you take? Let me ask you this: Would you take Prime Latu and Pescadito or Carranza and Ua? Oh no, no question. I would take Fish and Latu. Pescadito was good, man. I mean, he, he played was, MLS man. for a long time, and he like he scored goals for everybody, you know. So and the key and the key word there is prime. I mean, that yeah. 2011 season with with two, where Latou just banging in goals like it was well, it wasn't. I, I love that team, man. I mean, people are probably yeah, sick of hearing me talk about it on this podcast, but like that team was good, man. And they had the 2011 like, team was good. It, yeah. it was it was it was it was poorly mismanaged, but it was a good team. Well, I wonder, I do wonder if we did a what if, if you and I ever do the book, like my biggest what if question would be, what if Peter Novak didn't roll out a fucking a five man backline back back yeah. in, in the playoffs, like come out with something you've never played before, Stefani Migliorazzi playing sweeper or whatever that was, you know? It was very random. It was very random. And I mean, I don't understand why you're packing it in either. I just didn't. There was like no need for that. Just, I, I don't know. You're, play your crazy. game. You're at home. You're at home, man. Playing the Houston yeah. Dynamo. You're not lining up in, um, you know, in the Etihad against like, you know, Guardiola's Guardiola yeah. City team. What are you? What are you? What are you? What are you worried about? You know. Yeah. So, they were, you know, well, you know, Kalen Carr back then would lighten up the league too. So they're probably terrified of Kalen Carr with that. With that, with that rugby helmet on, bro. That had me shook for real. They had Tally Hall. They had like Andre, Hall. Ha- Andre Hainall, I think, was on yes. that team. Bobby he was on our team. Bobby, Bobby Boswell. Boswell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, those wow. are the guys that, that – that, that would be fun if, if I could dig up the rosters for the – let me see if I can do that real quick, and then we'll end on that 2011 Houston yeah, Dynamo roster. You know who I think they had? To, oh, here we go. Okay, they had Brad Davis. Yeah, didn't they have Brian? Wasn't Brian Ching on the team still? Um, yeah, Brian Ching, Will Bruin, Will Bruin. That's right, um, Indiana guy. He was he was pretty good. Yeah, they had uh, Carlo Coastly, <laughs> <laughs> Adam Adam Moffat, uh, Danny Cruz was on the diamond. Danny Cruz on the team. That's right. Corey Ash was their left back. Jeff Cameron. Oh yeah, that's right. Jermaine Taylor, Jamaica, the Jamaican guy. Yeah. Colin Clark, Javon Watson. Yeah, yeah. Like those aren't guys that. I mean, uh, you name some good names. I'm not putting up a five man back line against that team. I'm going to go all balls out against those. Guys. All of these guys, if you and I played against them at um, Fairmount Park, would run fucking circles around us. <laughs> just so everybody's clear on that. You know? that. I mean, Kareth's yeah. good. I played with Kareth for like ten years now. He's got a mean left foot, but I think uh, yeah, sorry. Hunter no. Hunter, F- Hunter Freeman would shut us down. I think Hunter Freeman would probably just. Two foot slide tackle me, and I'll be done for the rest of my career. 
We had homie and pops both watching him on TV. <laughs> oh, God, you still playing? Where are you playing now? You know what, Kev? I've been I've been trying to play as much as possible. It's been real hard. My kid is balling out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's seven. He's playing for Swag. This phenomenal program here to you know in, in, introduce soccer to kids in, in the inner city. And he made their a select team, and you know those guys travel and do everything, and, and uh, you know it's, it's a real gateway into you know possibly landing on an academy team or even getting onto you know a bigger club. So like my, I've been fully vested in his development now, which is very little time for me to play soccer elsewhere. Um, but when it's I awesome do, though, man, does he? He's like so, he likes it and he's enjoying it. He's a baller, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know I'm not I'm not trying to be biased because he's my kid, but like he legit. Has has the bug, you know. I'm, I'm not yeah. telling him to, to go outside and knock it around. If I can't find him, he's out back kicking his ball around, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, yeah, you got to root for something like that. And I'm gonna foster that as much as possible. He did, however, the other day said that he wants to try out baseball, which I was like, I mean, all right, man. Like you know, pick any other sport besides baseball. <laughs> I can't sit there and watch little seven year olds. I know. I, know. I love I love the Phils. I love Major League Baseball, but I'm like, if my girls get into like softball or something, I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's a little, it's a little dry. It's, it's a little dry. It's a little but, dry. But no, but yeah, to answer your question, you know, when I do it, I go down to Penn Park, knocking around with whoever's playing pickup down there. But uh, yeah. there are no, there are no more leagues for me. I just don't have the time. No, I'm with you, man. I remember you and I, like, it was the height of the pandemic. The pandemic just happened. And I was, like, texting you or something. I'm like, dude, I'm, like, dying. I need to just yeah. kick a ball. And this was when nobody knew anything about COVID. So we went down to Penn Treaty Park, and we were just hoofing, like, 40-yard diagonals back. <laughs> I remember that. You know, because I'm like, I got the itch. I try to play a game. I try to play the lunchtime pickup game at YSC on, on Fridays and get down there and fill yeah. in at YSC when I can. But, yeah, man, it's just kids, man. Kids. They yeah. will do it. They will do it. But, you know, the life we chose, right? So. It's all good, man. Hey, listen, I appreciate you coming back on, man. Uh, coming back on again. It's good to hear Sit that you're back, back down at, um, at Talon. Uh, Talon, Jesus. Uh, right. Super. super part. <laughs> I called yeah. it PPL the other day. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's always PPL to me, man. I've been calling it PPL forever. That's what, that, that's what I know it as. So. Yeah, aging myself. Um, Kareth Gabriel, everybody from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Follow him on X. At uh, S P R T S W T R, sports writer. Sports writer. Good to have you, man. Yeah, awesome. We'll do Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Kev. Right. Thanks, man. Have a good one.